Hey, Wide Left Sports listeners, do I have an opportunity for you? The Billings American Legion is holding their annual Hall of Fame dinner Saturday, April 15th at the Doubletree Hotel here in Billings. And let me tell you, it is a great event. There's dinner guest speaker, which this year will be Bill Spaceman Lee, and a live auction. And the best part is every cent goes back to the boys and goes back to the Billings American Legion program. It is a great event that they hold yearly, and it is just a blast to go to. Tickets will be available soon, so be on the lookout at the Billings American Legion website. Again, that is April 15th at the Doubletree Hotel. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Bling's American Legion Hall of Fame inductee, Brock Lemires. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. What is inducted into the American? What does it mean to me? Is that what you said? Yes, what does it mean? <laughs> Sorry, my microphone cut in and out there. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, a, it's a really unexpected and humbling honor. I... Uh, it's been a long time since I've played played baseball, and uh, you know I've kind of kept my uh, eye on the Scarlets over the years and watched uh, Adam Hoos take over for Dennis Maggard and watched their success and how it's expanded. And so it's been I've watched from afar. And so when I got the email about this Hall of Fame induction, it was really a trip down memory lane. I really uh, really started thinking about what it meant to me and and how big of a part of my life it was. And so yeah, it's a really big honor for me. That's awesome. So you mentioned, you know, you were on the Scarlets and you were coached by Dennis Maggert, which a lot of the Scarlets that are being inducted right now are coached by him. What does it mean to be coached by such of a big figure in Billings American Legion? Yeah, he, he was a, a legend for sure. I mean, my my older brother played for the Scarlets and he was also coached by Maggert. And, he, you know, Maggert was like a it was almost like this mysterious, fictional, you know, <laughs> uh, figure within baseball and everybody had their war stories about him and everybody had their stories of running, running the track and all these uh, antics that he would do. And so when you first met him, it was extremely intimidating. Uh, he, he lived up to all the, the expectations of it. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, as I learned later, it's, you know, he was, he was all about developing uh, players uh, to become, you know, good citizens and good human beings. And so with his approach was, was legendary and it was, it was really cool to be able to, to play for him for so long and then kind of see him, you know, retire and be replaced by Hoost. And so, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I'm really grateful that <clears throat> I got to play for him because of the kind of the history and the, the lineage that he left and so I think that he retired not too long after I I played for him so I was very lucky to play for him that's awesome so I see here in your team history you played for the Cardinals in eighth grade and that's something that's not necessarily done all the time mm-hmm. having play legion especially I like for you yeah, that was that was crazy. I made the Cardinals when I was 14 and I was the only 14 year old on the team. And it was, you know, I remember 
Maggart calling my parents. He, I think he talked to him two times. Once when I made the Cardinals at 14 and once at when I made the Scarlets at 15. And it was, it was a real, you know, are you ready for this? This isn't, you know, little league baseball anymore. This is seven days a week. This is traveling. This is, right. you know, it's a, the next step. And is this 14 year old ready to actually commit to that? And, and I was certainly was, I, I just couldn't believe it. I spent a whole year in awe of the, the older players that I was playing with. And so, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause all of my friends at the time, they were going and playing, you know, they were still in central Heights and, you know, the, the <laughs> league there. And I was going a different direction to practice every day. And it, yeah, it was, it was a eye-opening experience and, you know, it was, it was very uh, humbling and kind of, and really scary to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you were able to spend four years with coach Mager, obviously being on the Scarlets for four years. What are some of his, I guess, isms or things that he always said that have stuck with you throughout your life here? You know, the, one of the big ones uh, was the national anthem. Yeah. <clears throat> and to this day, I am terrified when the national anthem plays to move or crack a smile <laughs> or do anything. And, and it's kind of funny when you're at the football games, at the cat games up here and you know, people are talking or joking around and I'm just like a, a stone statue. And I, I thought that was one of the coolest uh, parts of being on the Scarlets. It was like when that national anthem played, <clears throat> you did not move, you did not blink, you you stared at that flag and you paid respect. And I, that was real. That was a really cool part of the Scarlets for me. I really liked that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you mentioned your favorite baseball memory here of being on the Scarlets is winning the state championship in Cobb Field in 93 run me through that and what makes that your favorite baseball memory yeah that was awesome I mean we it was a tournament in a different city and we ended up getting to the championship and we played against the Royals and so then when they decided this is stupid for us to be out of town so let's go back to Billings so we came back to what what was then Cobb Field which has its own history and, and prestige behind it. And so that was an honor to, you know, you're here, you are, you're playing for the state championship against your crosstown rivals, all these people that I had played against now for four years at that point. And, you know, to be able to win that and then, you know, do the, the dog pile, like we'd always hope to do, you know, that we see people do after the world series and winning right. the pennant. And so being able to do that was just amazing yet Cobb Field was amazing and then against the Royals was that was just the the icing on top <laughs> for sure so what are you up to now that you're you know obviously done with baseball you've gone to college at Wyoming and Colorado and all of these different places what are you up to now yeah, so now I'm a professor of electrical engineering at Montana State in Bozeman, and I've been here for, geez, 17 years. And so I, I spend my time teaching electrical engineering and doing research. And right now my research is focusing around building computers for NASA that can withstand, you know, the harsh environment of space. And so I've been, I've been fortunate enough to uh, receive funding for projects from NASA to do all sorts of cool things. We've flown computers on sounding rockets and balloons. We've flown them on uh, small satellites. We have, we've gone to the space station three times. We actually has, as we talk, I have a computer on the International Space Station right now collecting oh my data. Gosh. 
And in 2024, we are sending a computer to the surface of the moon. And so next year is going to be kind of this crowning achievement of my research team uh, that has been working on this at that point will be, be almost two decades. So it, it's been really, uh, it's been an awesome experience to be on the other side of the classroom and teaching, and then being able to mentor students in my lab and, and also just Tra travel all over the country to do these these flights. So we've been in the deserts of New Mexico. We've been on the the coast to launch uh, <clears throat> off the eastern seaboard. And most people think that these launches are always out of Florida, and it's really nice <laughs> and sunny. But most of them are not. Most of them are up in the north. It's cold. It's windy. Uh, there's no people there. And so you travel to these remote places and do these these flight demonstrations. And it's it's just been a, amazing. Wow, that is so cool. And actually, you know, my dad and I were just talking yesterday about the NASA and MSU connection, and that's really neat. And now I know a face to that. So that's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had a lot of honors and awards at MSU throughout your time there. What do those awards mean to you? Yeah, those are those are really humbling also. I mean, I didn't really realize this, but as a, a teacher, you feel very alone. Uh, you don't get as much feedback as you might think when you're teaching, especially in college where most of the students just, they file into the classroom, file out of it. And you really, you're really worried. You're really stressed out about whether you're teaching right, whether the students are learning. And so when you get recognized for these awards, like all the teaching awards I've ever won, I mean, they're, they're almost always from the students that do the nominations. And so you hear after the fact that, Oh yeah, the, you really were a good teacher, and I learned a lot. And you're like, wow, I did. I wish you would have told me earlier because I was panicked the whole semester. <laughs> so, and then lately, you know, with this Moon project, you know, this is like our MSU's highest profile research project, I think, in the history of our university. So that's been really cool. There's been a lot of recognition about that, and you know, we're I'm trying to personally push that project as a, a way to just show other Montanans that you know we can do that here in Montana. You know, I was born in Billings. I went to, you know, West High. Uh, I graduated from MSU. It, it's, you know, we do this stuff in the state of Montana and we are capable of doing that. And so you don't have to leave Montana to be able to do this cool stuff. For sure. I mean, that is so cool. I have always been fascinated with space. So the fact that we have that connection to NASA here in Montana, like you said, is awesome. <laughs> For sure. So. You know, going back to baseball a little bit, what are some memories that you are going to, or you have, I guess, told your kids? Because I know you have two kids that are a little bit older, so you probably told them some of the stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to <laughs> scare them into, scared straight, you know. Uh, you know, my big, my big lesson with uh, the Scarlets was you don't see it when you're in it. You know, that's the whole part of it is you're you're just getting grinded down some days and on top of the world the next days and you're doing things that you don't understand why. And now that you're on the other side of it, you start looking back and you realize that it's, you know, you're learning to be part of something that's bigger than yourself and you play an instrumental part in a team. You can make the team better by making yourself better. And there's there's things that you can do to make yourself better, you know, goal setting and, and practice, perseverance, uh, learning how to rely on teammates when you're down. <clears throat> but the big takeaway is that you're working on something that cannot be done by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't win without your other players. And collectively as a whole, you can be better than the sum of the parts. 
And I use that lesson today. I mean, I, I manage a group of students that sometimes we'll have as many as 15 students in the room. We're working on projects where we're giving updates to NASA. And it's, it's scary for the students to, to get on a phone call with NASA. It's the first time they've presented anything in their life. And now they're sitting there presenting to an engineer at NASA. And it's just, I use those lessons that I learned in American Legion baseball to this day to help form the team that I have here at MSU. And I think that it's, it's very integral to the success that we've had. You know, my students aren't individuals. It's we work as part of a team and it, you know, people graduate, people come and go, but I feel like there's a sense of, of team when they come through my lab at MSU. For sure. So my final question here is what advice would you have for current Scarlets and Royals just about life, about baseball, just anything? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, I would say there's a, there's a few things. It's, it's the first one is try to enjoy it. It is such a cool time in your life and you're, you're running so much. You don't understand it. You're traveling. You don't really get it, but you know, it is a game and you're really, you only get to do it once in your life. So try to take a second and enjoy it and see how big of a deal it is to be on the Scarlets and the Royals. <clears throat> and the second one is no matter how crazy you think your coach is, the things that he's doing, just listen to him and just do it, you know, because there he's there. Those coaches are doing something to make you a better person, a better citizen. And you won't see it until you're a lot older. But when you are older, you're going to look back and say, man, I am glad that they did that. You know, they're sacrificing so much to be around the, the players at this point. I mean, it is a time consuming yes. job. And I'm so grateful that they are willing to do that. So just take a minute to enjoy it and listen to your coach. Awesome. Well, Brock, I want to thank you so much for your time this morning and coming on. And I can't wait to get you inducted in April to the uh, Billings American Legion Hall of Fame. It'll be awesome. Okay. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day. All right. You too. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs. <laughs>